Hello, everyone, and welcome to Local Matters. I'm your host, Buddy Pearson, and on this podcast, Education Matters. Our guest today comes from the Communications Department at Tennessee Tech University, Dr. Teddy Birch. Teddy, welcome to Local Matters. Thank you for having me, and it's always good to do one of these with you, buddy. Yes, we we have history. We have we do we have podcast history, as we a matter do, of fact, and a good one. Well, let's start off by telling us about what uh, what your duties are in the Department of Communications over there. Well, now those vary. So, <laughs> I mean, you're, you you wear a lot of hats. You do That's, wear a lot of hats. Yeah, yes. you're gonna. Uh, one day you're going to recruit. Uh, the next day, of, obviously, you're in front of the classroom and you're teaching. And mm-hmm. then uh, the next day you might be troubleshooting, you know, things that are uh, wrong in the in the journalism lab. But it, it, for the most part, it's going to center around the classroom and then all the things that kind of stem out of that. And yeah. that's that's maximizing the old, ultimate, the overall experience for our students. And what are some of the classes that you're teaching this semester? Well, I've got, uh, it's a wonderful, uh, it's called an advanced multimedia storytelling. And it's a course we've had for a little while, but it hasn't been taught. And so they approached me back in the fall about teaching. And anyhow, I love it. Uh, I I love it. I've got a great group of students in there and uh, it's really coming along. I teach a podcasting class, which I also really, really enjoy. And then um, an advanced news reporting class. And so I just, uh, (laughs) these are mostly our seniors. And I just, I love spending the time with them. Multimedia storytelling, podcasting, news reporting, all the things that kind of encapsulate communications. Absolutely. Yeah, it it absolutely does. And and like I say, a lot of them, uh, these are senior, junior and senior based classes. So you really are dealing with some of the very best, I think, on campus. And in order to teach those, though, you have to have some background in some of this stuff yourself. So tell us a little bit about your educational background. Okay. Uh, gosh. You know, it's funny that you, you mentioned that. Uh, of course, I was – it almost seems like a previous life, but yeah. uh, I worked at a daily newspaper. I was a daily reporter, uh, and then that eventually moved into being a managing editor of a monthly magazine, which I just really enjoyed that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Great people, great time. Uh, an opportunity presented itself to uh, get into higher education, and so uh, we took advantage of that. And funny enough, me and my wife, we were talking about this just the other night, um, counting some summer semesters in there. This is actually my 40th semester of, of higher education teaching. Wow. So, yeah, we've been doing this for a You're little bit. You're not that yeah. old, Teddy. I mean, did you start when you were 12? Well, I it mean, seems like it sometimes, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, it, it, I tell you, you, you hear it, and I don't mean to sound cliché, but – Gosh, the ride goes fast. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of students, a lot of syllabi, a lot of grading, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, so that's, yeah, we've been um, uh, 40th semester. Wow. Yeah, how about that? Well, and one of the reasons why you and I have always uh, connected and hit it off so well is because our backgrounds are so similar. Mm-hmm. And we've, you know, we have done the communication stuff, still doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love, you know, being adjunct faculty there in, in the communications department, still being able to teach because – you see kids nowadays, and communication is so vital to to our society anymore mm-hmm. and with all the different things. And it's really, you know, before when you talked about communications, I remember when I went to school, I wanted to be a, uh, you know, I wanted to be the play-by-play guy for the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I went, sure. you know, to, to get in communications because I wanted to be the broadcaster for the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but then you start learning about TV stuff and then, you know, as you, you learn about radio and you learn about all the different things. And so now it's just, and there's social media that's that's brought into it and, mm-hmm. and, and all the different things. So 
Growing up, what did you want to be when you wanted to grow up? Well, there was no doubt about it. I was going to be the next great National Geographic photographer. Oh, right? there you go. I, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have the pictures in National Geographic. Yeah, and, and travel the world <laughs> yeah. doing it, right? You know, and, and when I got into school, when I got into school as an undergrad, and I'm really to this day glad that I did this, it was a, a photojournalism yeah. degree, and uh, it was great. And, and, uh, but then I, I got to thinking, you know, uh, oh, yeah, so so our advisor at the time, this was a long time ago, and so everybody always wanted to work for the school newspaper, mm-hmm. and there was just not a spot available anywhere, especially on the paid staff. So I just kept bugging him and kept bugging him, and he said, all right, I tell you what, the women's softball game starts in about an hour. You yeah. go cover it, bring me back your story, and we'll go from there. It changed my life. It was like, no, wait a minute. I don't have to be a, just a photographer. Right. Let's go out and be a reporter, yeah. you know? And yeah. it's like, what do I know about softball? Yeah. I don't, but I'm about to learn, you know? <laughs> and get some pictures while you're and at it. And get some pictures while I'm at it. That's exactly <laughs> right. And so uh, that that really changed the the uh, direction of, of things. And who would have known, you know, just to pick up a, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be at the softball game. Yeah. And, now, what and, school was this? Where were you at? Uh, this was at UCO, University of Central Oklahoma. Okay. And so I was an undergrad there. And uh, as it turned out, that's where I got my first first, you know, the old who you know sometimes, yes. uh, got my foot in the door in, into teaching there some years later. Yeah. And so that's kind of what set the, 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 the journey going in, in communication. A native of Oklahoma? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Born there. Born and raised there. In fact, lived the first 45 years of life there. And then we moved out here. Wow. So, uh, which, by the way, love it here. Just got to yeah. put that in there. <laughs> Not as many tornadoes, but no. still, still some. <laughs> let's let's hope it stays that yes, way. Yes, <laughs> let's hope it stays that way. Uh, so, obviously, taking pictures, uh, you know, being a photojournalist was something that you wanted to do. Did you have your own camera in high school or growing up? Did you always take pictures? Was that something that you just wanted to do? It, it is, yeah. Uh, this This goes way back to, you know, when I was a kid, my uncle gave me a camera, and it just it well that's one of those things in life. It just changed your yeah, life. Yeah. You know, there's an old film camera, and it just you know I just shot everything. Yeah. And you know you would you would take all of those rolls down to get developed, and yes. and it was just like you just hope some of them turns yeah, out. Hopefully, yeah. right? And and it was just a painstaking two hours until they were going to be ready. You know, I'd yeah. sometimes walk around just waiting and go get them and <laughs> stare at them, and then I'd make numbers and notes on the backs of them, and so. Uh, yeah, photography was just one of those things, just an, uh, an absolute natural love for it mm-hmm. and had this just for years, this unquenchable thirst to, to do more of it yeah. and just keep after it. And so that's really what got it started into uh, photography. And you've been able to teach uh, photojournalism in school and at Tennessee Tech. Yeah, for several semesters, and I, I just love it. And, and, and a lot of times I'll hear a student come in, well, I, you know, I, I – I'm not really sure what to expect, or I don't really even know what photo, photojournalism is. And a lot of times by the end of that semester, they're leaving with that same love and that yeah. same passion yeah. and that same drive to, to keep it going. And that really, that's good. Yep. Yeah, that's good. My brother gave me a, a, a 35 millimeter camera, a Nikon, when I was 12. And I can just remember taking pictures, getting the film developed, the whole the whole thing. And mm-hmm. and who knew that, you know, years later, you know, working in the newspaper, that training and just doing those things would, would come back to help. But you talk about the newspaper. So how did you get started in the newspaper industry? So we were talking about the softball yeah. uh, story. Well, I'm not going to brag, but I nailed it. I did. <laughs> I absolutely nailed it. And he started giving me more assignments. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? 
And by the next semester, I was on the sports desk, okay? So I must have been a sophomore or so, uh, I would imagine, as an undergrad. And so uh, I'm on the sports desk and right. even getting a paycheck. A little one, but gosh, you know, yeah. you're getting paid to write. <laughs> Are right. you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I did that and, uh, you know, worked my way up and um, actually became editor of the of the paper by my senior year. And the the daily that we had in the in our town at the time, we had a great thing worked out with the university, and a lot of times your senior staff would go and freelance for um, for the newspaper. Oh wow! And again, I'm not going to brag, but I nailed that, yeah. <laughs> and they 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 hired me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> fooled them, I guess, there right? You go. And uh, they hired me, and so I went to work there, and I did a lot of um, oh, you know, like city council meetings and these sorts right. of things. But the true passion was they put me into the feature section, and so I. Got to meet some really interesting people, did some really just outstanding stories that I thought these were good stories right. that people need to know. For example, one of them, a marathon runner, runs all over the country completely blind, right? And wow. his daughter leads him through. It was just, it was a terrific story, yeah. you know? So those were the kinds of things that, you know, we we sought those out and, and I covered a lot of that type of, that type of reporting on our feature section. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Not National Geographic yet. Not still. yet. That's more Reader's Digest, but not National Geographic. But it was yet. the Edmund Sun. It was. <laughs> so we're getting there. And, now, and you're the uh, you're the person who's over the Oracle now at Tennessee Tech, mm-hmm. and I know that that uh, that carries a lot of responsibility, especially in this day and age of uh, journalism. And yeah, I mean, you're looked to. Uh, favorably by some and unfavorably by others, sure, I'm sure. Sure, sure, As as what goes with the profession, <laughs> yes, absolutely, right? Absolutely, right? yeah, yeah. But the, the the purpose and goal there is to is to create an environment that's as real as it gets. Yeah. You know, just like what it'll be after their graduation. And so, um, I stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. I can advise from the from from behind, if right. you will. Let's stay on track. And and you're leading the way. They're all leading the way. Uh, and I'm just kind of monitoring. It, it reminds me, if I might, for just a second, we used to go scuba diving in uh, Cozumel, mm-hmm. and uh, the dive master whose boat we were on maybe has the best job in the world, uh, would go out three times a day, uh-huh. and you would never see him, right? right, because he's always in the back. Yeah. And later over dinner, we were talking, he goes, I'm just looking at bubbles. That's yeah. it. He goes, if the bubbles are rising normal, everybody's fine. Yeah. He goes, when there's too many of them, there's an issue, and we can we can work on that, right? right? And I kind of feel that way sometimes as the advisor. Let's let them dive and, and just watch the bubbles and try to avoid uh, anything that might potentially be of harm to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides doing the uh, the newspaper, which we're, I want to talk about a little bit later on, but you also have a podcasting class in a mm-hmm. podcasting studio, mm-hmm. which in this day and age, I mean, it, it is one of the things that, that students come to communications and look forward to. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're exactly right. And uh, this is the third year of teaching it, and it's been successful every semester, yeah. which, we, which I just love. And uh, a lot of times students will come with their ideas, and, and they will have kind of a general idea. And what we can do is, 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 is teach them and and again, kind of guide them, but then get out of their way, you know, and let them kind of take it from there. And when you do that, I, I, it, you, you free their creativity a lot of times. Yes. And that's just what they need. That's yeah. exactly what they need. And then they're off and, and going. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking with Teddy Birch, communications professor from Tennessee Tech. I'm Buddy Pearson. You're listening to Local Matters. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region south jefferson avenue across from hardy's shop local at office mart this is local matters with a focus on education i'm buddy pearson and we're talking with dr teddy birch professor in the communications department at tennessee tech and we've been talking about some of his responsibilities at tennessee tech and one uh is being over the oracle and i think you you really um had a good visual there talking about scuba instructor where you know it would stand back and if you see some bubbles great uh more not so good and and you kind of have to do that but at the same time uh journalism isn't the same today as when you and i got started at least that that is what i believe Mm -hmm. and what can we do uh, as instructors and what can you do as you know somebody who's the sponsor of of the oracle kind of thing what what can you do to keep it as a fact delivering type of media and not so much of a opinionated media is what we see um, Mm -hmm. in the newspapers and on TV today. Mm -hmm. No, it is. And, you know, we have a lot working against our industry, uh, whether it's the purposeful uh, distribution of misleading or, if you will, fake news. Right. we have a lot of distrust issues, and, and a lot of them, you know, have been earned, unfortunately. I have always adhered to this fact that we have to combat that in a way. Yeah. And and how we do that, in my view, is in our classroom, we teach ethical, responsible journalism yes. with an obligation to the truth. Yeah. And we just had a really good talk with the students the other day on this, and your truth and my truth and the next person's truth is all a little bit different, but mm-hmm. we have an obligation to form the best obtainable version of the truth. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, if I, if there was an allegiance to journalism that was pledged years ago when I got into it, that's what it was. Absolutely. And I still feel like there is um, a student or a, a soon-to-be graduate or even in the profession that still has a loyalty to that. Yeah. That's how we combat these things that are that are working against our profession, and it takes a lot of us. It takes all of us instructors, I think, it, that are teaching this. It really does. Yeah, and you know, to the individual, you've got to have buy-in. It, it, you know, if, if if you're lukewarm, mm-hmm. sometimes those ethical principles don't really concrete into them. But if you're in and you're all in, well, that's you can we can combat the things that are going on in our industry just from that standpoint. And you've got an advanced news uh, reporting uh, class you were talking about. Yes. So in that class, um, obviously, these are students that have taken it to the next level. They're really 
you know, interested in journalism. They want to to get to that next level kind of thing. So when you see that, um, really you've got something to work with. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it probably a little bit easier. But at the same time, do you have to uh, bring them back uh, on track? Do you have to steer them back, you know, because of the outside influence, because of the things that they see on TikTok or, you know, on uh, you see so much of the the shock jock, the I mean, just talking heads of, you know, just spewing whatever they want to say. And, you know, there might not be any repercussions from it, but outstanding journalists, you know, they have to back up you know, mm-hmm. their sources and, and things like that. So when you're teaching this advanced news writing uh, class, you know, what are some of the things that you have to deal with that, that you know, are coming up? Well, so you're, you're exactly right. By the time they've made it to this class, most of them are staring graduation in the eyes yeah. in just a couple of months. Right. So they're, they're thinking tuned, about jobs. Well, there's a lot that that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're thinking about jobs. Where yeah. What do we do come May? Yeah. You know, and that's a very real thing. I kind of try to make it a a little bit, and this is a little off topic, but that's almost a rite of passage that yeah. everyone that's graduated college has had that period of time of worry. What is next? Yeah. What is my next step? What we deal with sometimes is uh, not so much keeping on track because, again, they've kind of gone through that period of their right. collegiate career. Now it's about let's fine-tune and have you prepared as well as you can as soon as you do walk across the stage and get your diploma. Not all of them, even in this advanced news reporting class, are going into news writing. Mm-hmm. They're all going into some field of communication. So I like to spend what time is allows for it to – Define what that is, and here's how we can best prepare to get you to that point to where you're ready for it. Right. Uh, For those that want to get into podcasting and newspaper and television and listening, that's great. We can do that all day, right? (laughs) Right. um, But I think as instructor, you kind of have to keep your antennas up and know that everyone's going to kind of go in their own direction, Mm -hmm. and so let's best prepare them to do it. Yeah. Talking with Teddy Birch, communications professor at Tennessee Tech. There are some very talented students at Tennessee Tech. Uh, there are some kids over there that are just unbelievable in what they do. Carson Crouch, I mean, that kid has been, you know, I singled him out just because I had the opportunity to, to, to see him and to teach him and, and be with him. And he's so driven and motivated and good at what he does. And what, they just had a young lady who graduated who's in Chattanooga now. She's mm-hmm. a weekend anchor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are success stories that come out of the communication department that you know, maybe they don't go to ESPN, mm-hmm. but they do go into the profession, and they are providing some uh, some good experience. They're getting some good experience, but they're also providing just some good uh, work ethic and some of the things that they've learned at Tennessee Tech. Mm-hmm. To see those students do that, that's got to make you proud. Oh gosh, yeah. There's no end to that. If you you, you never run out of pride for yeah. that. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you never do. And. You know, you, you mentioned Carson, but gosh, there's a list uh, just as deep as, you I know, it's a really a great, it's very humbling. And like I said, the journey has flown by because you get the opportunity to work with such great minds mm-hmm. that, um, you know, it's, it, I get, I almost, I get as much out of it, I think, as they do, you yeah. know, and this one particular class we were talking about, the uh, the advanced multimedia class, I, I love it because we're one team, yeah, and everybody has a role, and everybody's invested into it, and right. everybody, you know, today we come in, today it's all about script, 
and and formatting the show because Wednesday we go in and it's all about recording and yeah. I mean it just it's starting to really work well and uh, I just it's it's an it's an honor a pleasure to be actually involved in that to be a part of it mm-hmm. you know the students say that and I know they mean that but it's equal on both sides of the sure. room yeah and do you see students coming in from high schools you know you have the preview days and things like that. Uh, that they they know that they want to be a sideline reporter, or they want to be you know a podcaster, or they want to do. But a lot of them are probably already getting experience mm-hmm. in high school, mm-hmm. which which probably makes it easier on you because then they already have some level of, of experience. It, it uh, I, I have honestly been um, impressed with the facilities at our high schools, not just here in this county, but mm-hmm. in uh, our surrounding high schools. Because you're right, we get a lot of. We get a lot of students that come in and tour. In fact, in that advanced multimedia class, three of them toured as high school uh, seniors, wow. and now they're seniors here at Tech. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, you know what they bring in is they're not starting at zero, yeah, and that it just makes the experience I think not only for them but for the department just so much better. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we, if you were in high school right now. Knowing what you know about communications, would you still choose the same route uh, that you chose before? I, I I think so. Yeah, interesting that you say that because there's so many different things now. When I, I think about yeah. when I was in high school, yeah. it was the newspaper or the radio station. That was it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And so I I you know uh, was all in just on those two options. I could imagine now a high schooler thinking with all of the different ra- – absolutely, I'm in. I'm not sure that it would be newspaper, yeah. but I, I can't <laughs> – yes, I'm in. Count me in. <laughs> so many different things to look at. we got more to, to talk about, too, with Teddy Birch, a communications professor at Tennessee Tech. I'm Buddy Pearson, and you're listening to Local Matters. This is Local Matters with a focus on education. I'm Buddy Pearson, and we're talking with Dr. Teddy Birch, professor in the communications department at Tennessee Tech. And we are on a podcast, and this is a podcast that we're creating. And it's funny that you teach podcasting at Tennessee Tech, but you also have your own podcast. Tell us about your own podcast that you have. Well, yeah, so uh, you're right. Everyone everyone has, is into podcasts, right? <laughs> and so uh, I have one. It's called Let's Go Smoke, okay, right? And yeah. so that's kind of the hook to it. And it's all things barbecue, yeah. right? And so... We discuss different ty- cuts of meats, or we discuss. I had a guest on once talking about ribs, oh, you know, and, 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 and the, I made some this weekend. It was so nice that I had to. I had to make some this weekend. Didn't Saturday just call for yes, it? Yes, it I mean, did. That's why I told my wife. <laughs> Friday night we went and we picked up some baby backs, and I'm like, you know, if it's going to be as nice as this tomorrow, I'm I'm making some ribs. And we did, and so I hadn't even had them for lunch today. So that's terrific. Yes. I mean, when it, when the window of rib opportunity opens <laughs> in February, you, you take it. it. You have to take yeah, it. You jump Absolutely, on it, yes. right? So. Um, because there are a lot of good barbecue podcasts yeah. out there, and I just thought, well, you know what? We could maybe just add a little bit of flair to it, yeah. you know, and, and and throw a few wrinkles in there. And so uh, it's a journey, you know, just like a lot of it is, and I've enjoyed it, <laughs> you know. I I have. I've enjoyed it. And uh, a lot of times when you're teaching and and you're, you, you don't have necessarily the time you wish you had to spend on your podcast, sure. but it's still there. Yeah. So I really And now how, long, how many years have you been doing this? Oh, this is this would be well we've done with two seasons and okay. so uh, we don't I don't have two seasons completely edited and, and finished yet but sure. I've recorded for two seasons oh, that's awesome. and so uh, it, yeah sixteen episodes total so uh, we're gonna keep you know like when time allows we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna keep trying at it for sure so <laughs> well tell us about the podcasting class at Tennessee Tech uh, I know you were able to to get a grant you're able to get some equipment and now 
It is up, it is running, and I'm sure the students are absolutely loving it. Yeah, so you're right. That's, that's exactly how we did it. Uh, this was, a, this was a, uh, a retention and engagement grant, and, uh, and that's exactly what its purpose was, is exactly what's happened uh, with this project that we've been able to do. And, of course, retention is a big, that's not just a buzzword, but it's a, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a real thing. And so when you get the students involved and you get them into the podcast studio and they see their ideas growing and their hands-on, you know, your technical director, and these kinds of things, not only are they engaged, yeah. but they're going to stay, you know. And so that was the purpose. That was the idea behind the grant project. And just thankfully, we've been able to build that facility. And I think it's uh, it's it, the students love it. And that's the main thing. It right? is. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's nice. When I was at the University of Tennessee working on a master's, I had an advertising class. And I remember going in and the professor giving us the book to use. And I looked at it and it had – her name on it. And I was like, did, did you write this book? And she said, yes. She said, this is my textbook. Students at Tennessee Tech who take your podcasting class are going to have the opportunity to say the same thing. You have created your own textbook at Tennessee Tech for your podcasting class. Yeah, I like to joke and say I wrote the book on that, you know, but <laughs> the, the, the truth is uh, writing a book is not necessarily what it's cracked up to be. Let me tell you, it's a lot of research yeah. and a lot of time and is a lot of editing. this going to be on the New York Times and, bestseller list? Well, one of these days. Yeah. I'm hopeful of it, uh, you know, and, and so, but yes, um, this past spring and summer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we set out on the journey to write the book and we did and we got it to the publisher and now in the class, that's the textbook that we lose. I, just a brief story on that. I did a, uh, I was a, a guest at a conference in uh, in Texas in the spring, early spring. There was this, there was just a bunch of community newspapers there who were also podcasters, and mm-hmm. so um, afterward, uh, a lady she asked, she said, "Well, what textbook do you use in the in the classroom?" And I thought, "Well, you know, I, I don't because I've read a few of them, and not sure. while they're terrible. I just I, I, I haven't found the one I want." And she yeah. said, "Well, why don't you write one?" And it was like the light went on. It's yeah. like, well, now there's a good idea. Why not? Why not? So I reached out to a couple of publishers, uh, pitched the idea, and wouldn't you know it, uh, one of them said, yeah, we love it. Uh, let's let's have it ready by this date. Yeah. And then it was like another light went on. We're in. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do it now. You know, so no more synopsis. We got to get serious with it. And so, so what's the name of the textbook? It's Podcasting 101, uh, a complete reference guide to all things podcasting. Okay. And what I wanted it to be is not just a textbook, but it's also a reference manual that someone who on their own could set up their studio, mm-hmm. uh, do it on a budget if you needed to, uh, learn how to edit audio and video, and then a whole troubleshooting chapter. Uh, you know, I'm getting this. Well, how? What's a possible solution to sure. that? So while it does – uh, while it is a textbook and the one we use, it yeah. isn't limited to a uh, somebody in school. It could actually be used for somebody setting this up on their own. So if somebody came up to you and said, hey, Dr. Birch, I want to do my own podcast, uh, what's the first thing you're going to tell them? What's, what's the first rule of thumb? Uh, always, always, and this is what it is in the classroom, why? Yeah. Get get me the why. Okay. Answer for me why you want to. And yeah. then when we start uh, developing your look and your feel, mm-hmm. always ask yourself why. Why is it? Why this? Why this particular color of logo? Why this, you know, this particular message? Always be asking yourself that. That way, I believe you don't lose focus. When you put in hours and hours and hours of work and you got 19 listens and, yeah. and, you, and it can get frustrating, yeah. right? Right. Always remember why you set out to do it because you lose track of that. Then I believe you're going to start losing track of what you're doing. So 
establish your why and stay committed to it. Well, let's talk about a little bit about uh, why you came to Tennessee Tech. Talk about your family a little bit. Give us a background on uh, you mentioned your wife, but I know you have a family too. So just tell us about your family. Yeah. So my lovely wife, Dina, she's from California. Of course, we met in Oklahoma and we lived there for a long time. I have two sons, uh, Brendan and Jacob, and uh, they're both, they stayed in Oklahoma when we moved out here. And uh, then my daughter, Gabby, of course, now she lives out here with us. She yeah. did. She moved out here with us. Interesting story because it, it really means a lot, I believe, to have to being a part of this community. I actually interviewed at Tennessee Tech on March the 3rd, 2020. And anyone in this community remembers that day. Yes. And as it turns out, I had uh, like the red eye leaving out of Nashville that night. And so we left about, I don't know, 11 o'clock that night and went back to Oklahoma City. And the next morning, CNN is in Cookville. And I thought, what in the – and sure enough, we're looking at what everyone else is looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And it was – I know that might seem a little strange, but I immediately felt a part of the community, having already only been here two days but suffered in something like this. uh, It was was just this – strange tie that I thought, yeah, that's, that is a, that, that's my place, you know? And, uh, the interview went great. And of course they offered the position and (laughs) the the biggest struggle we had, well, aside from a pandemic that was coming in (laughs) was my daughter was going to be a senior in high school. And do we move her to a new state and a new location as a senior in high school? And a lot of nights talking about that as a family, but together we decided that it would be the best thing to do. And, and that's what we did. And there's not a one of us that I believe I look back, you know, and think that oh, that was a mistake. No, that was that was a life changing, very positive uh, decision that we made as a family, and are thankful and grateful, honestly, to have the opportunity to do it. So, did she graduate from Cookville High? She did. Oh, yeah, awesome! Yeah, she she sure did. Uh, a and, cavalier. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, under the I don't know if you remember, but the graduation in twenty one was, well, one, it was really hot that day, and yeah. two, they were at the football field, and everyone was still distancing at the time, yes. so it was uh, quite an experience. My daughter graduated that day. Oh, she did? She did. Oh, yes, we, we were there, because I, I, st- I got the sunburn yeah. uh, that morning, <laughs> and then, yeah, she was so bummed out because of, you know, the distancing and all yeah. that stuff, yeah. and it was just, that's awesome, and yeah. she's decided to stay here. Now, she go to Tech? When she has decided to stay here, so she's got possibly the coolest story there is. I always encouraged her, if you're not 100% committed after your high school graduation, take that year. Sure. And she did. And she basically door-dashed her way across the country. Her oh. and her friends, they would go to a place. They yeah. would door-dash, earn enough money to go to another place. They wow. would door-dash. And, 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 you know, she's seeing everything from – San Diego to Miami and just about everywhere That's in between. Awesome. And so she came back, and now she's at Vol State and yeah. just doing a great job. She'll transfer over to Tech when she finishes there, and, and then she'll be she'll be over here with us. Now, one of the things you, in, you inherited uh, was a very old but upgraded television station at Tennessee Tech. Yes. And I know this because uh, I tried to help some, but I, I probably created more problems than, uh, than, than good. But um, – People don't realize that there is, uh, you know, they used to, we used to record uh, the coaches' shows in there. You know, I did the Watson Brown show mm-hmm. for seven or eight years there. WCTE used to use that. And it is another one of those things right by the podcasting studio 
that besides having a radio station on campus, there is an actual TV station on campus or a TV studio. There is. And I just want to make for sure everybody knows that the upgrades that you made to that studio, <laughs> you took it from a, like a one to a seven. So it was greatly appreciated. You're kind. Um, uh, we are working to strengthen connections and relationships. WCTE, am I saying that yeah. right? Okay. So forgive my. Uh, they're actually coming this week. And so I've been to their station. They're coming over to our station, and we're going to connect the two to where our students can work with them and they can work with us. And that's exactly what we want to do. We've also had uh, Cookville High as well as Upperman, and they have tours come in, and we work directly with their students. We're going to be doing coaches shows with Upperman this semester. So their students will have an opportunity to come in and use our facilities. And so you're right. um, A lot of people don't know just about what all is available. Mm -hmm. So I feel we have to work hard in, in informing them and showing them just exactly what uh, what is available at tech and 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 these are ways in which we can do that and so if we just stay diligent and we're consistent with it we're going to get that word out there yeah absolutely mm-hmm. dr teddy birch communications department at tennessee tech any any final thing about communications about uh what you see as a trend or anything like that that that's coming up well i always I always go back to and this this has been a few years ago but we purposely put together all the news directors and the editors and the radio stations and all of the people from our community to uh, together for a luncheon. And the purpose was to make for sure that our graduates were leaving with the skills they needed to go to work for, for all of these places. Right. And um, so in my mind, I'm thinking, well, they're going to want A, B, and C, and they're going to want the students to know yeah. this, that, and the other. And 100%. No matter the the medium of the communication, every one of them agreed that the most important asset that our graduates could leave with is proper writing. Wow. Everything else can be taught, but yeah. proper writing is still the most important. In fact, the lady said it never goes out of style, yeah. and she's right. She's right. And so uh, communication can mean a lot of different things, yeah. but proper writing and done well, that kind of is at the at the beginning, and then these fun things we do, uh, you know, on, yeah. on top of that. And so uh, I believe completely that our department has uh, agrees with that philosophy and and uh, so we continue to to move to move it in that direction and then you know there's like you say the fun classes the podcast yeah. and the television <laughs> and the radio and all of the other things you can do yeah. so all the great. stuff on top that goes on top that's exactly right awesome dr teddy birch with us our guest here on local matters thanks so much for being with us it's a pleasure to be here with you all right that's all the time we've got thanks for listening everyone have a great week and god bless